0: mindfulness and awareness, two words that come up quite frequently in meditation talk and spiritual talk. Let's look into these words and, you know, since there are two words there, let's see if there's some useful way uh, we can make a distinction here. What's the difference between mindfulness and awareness? Welcome to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Klima. The podcast for meditators who want to stay connected to meditation, not lose it to busyness and distraction, and find a constant stream of positive influence to stick with a mindful life. Welcome everyone to my Thursday Talk, Mindfulness and Awareness. So these words, mindfulness and awareness, are used by so many different people along the spiritual path. And we should, uh, you know, especially those of us who have been exposed uh, to a lot of different teachings from a lot of different teachers, a lot of different uh, language games being played, uh, which is probably every single one of us, I bet. Uh, You know, we have to kind of roll with it and realize that uh, the words are shifting all the time. Uh, Nobody's using them in the same ways. But there's some patterns and some consistencies, and I think kind of getting clear on mindfulness and awareness is just quite useful. So uh, I've noticed that uh, many meditators benefit greatly from making a distinction between mindfulness and awareness it's really the awareness side of things that's really of interest to me here Uh, but we'll get to that through mindfulness so i'm gonna bring in here a piece of a book that uh written by dr tin tin uh, a teacher of mind in the past her book is called Living Meditation, Living Insight. And uh, you could just use those words, Living Meditation, Living Insight. Just Google uh, Living Meditation, Living Insight, and uh, you'll find a, a free copy of this book online. Uh, really great book about practicing meditation in everyday life. Maybe the best book on that subject. And she's a teacher that has always focused exclusively on that subject. Very much appealing to someone who's coming from a, a technique-oriented, a, a meditation practice-oriented approach to opening up, uh, becoming a little bit more flexible, adaptable, uh, but still kind of containing this sort of sense of, of a method, technique. So a really great transition. So here, I'm reading this part of the book. It's actually called Mindfulness and Awareness. And I'll just read here for a second. It's a question and answer format. One of the students asks, How do we practice awareness? And she answers, Awareness can't be practiced. Oh, but we hear and read so much about practicing awareness in Buddhism, don't we? There has been some confusion between awareness and mindfulness but I always thought they were the same. And this is what's of interest here. They are related but distinct. Sati, or mindfulness, implies there is action of the mind. We purposely set ourselves to pay attention to our minds. We exert effort. Awareness is different. Awareness is devoid of any action. The mind simply awares. There is no action here. Only collected and spontaneous awareness that just sees. Here, mindfulness is the cause and awareness is the effect. You cannot practice or train the effect. You can only practice something that will cause it. We have to start with mindfulness so that awareness may arise in us. So... I'm going to talk a little bit about this distinction. And uh, this is one language game. And uh, I actually would play a different language game with these words, but uh, but we'll start here. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with this game. Uh, this is a, a transcription, a printing out of uh, a discussion that happened live and with a great teacher like Dr. Tintin, uh, the response is always based on the context on the the people who are listening and also inside of the system, the whole approach that's being taught there. So mostly the words that we'll use are always going to be, they're going to mean something from inside the approach and then also inside the actual living spontaneous context where the speech came out. Uh, so... There's no no criticism implied here, uh, but first let's let's take out uh, what's really great, what we can really use here, which is this sense that uh, these words are best used uh, or can be used as referring to two very distinct things. So mindfulness, uh, let's let's use mindfulness in the way more or less that she's using it here. Let's try that. Mindfulness means paying attention on purpose. There's a a sense of a doing. So if it's our breath, mindfulness of the breath is, you know, kind of intending to feel the breath or we're feeling the breath and intending to really feel it. Mindfulness is that aspect of things that's kind of watching and checking it's paying attention with a sense of intention. So uh, I could make a finer distinction, but just for now, let's have that include both just really like feeling things, let's say feeling the breath deliberately on purpose. And also this kind of of a checking where we're kind of, Let's say we're feeling the breath and it's kind of like like Bart Simpson in the back of the car. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? What about now? Are we there yet? There's a kind of a, a continual checking, checking. Am I still feeling the breath? Am I still feeling the breath? Or what is attention? What is attention involved with? Is it the breath or something else? It's this sense of framing the attention continuing their attention, doing it on purpose, managing, monitoring it, all these kinds of functions, uh, let's put it under the basket of mindfulness because there's a sense of, of intending to do it. And let's use awareness quite like Dr. Tin is using it here as something that's not being done It's just happening. It's spontaneously happening. And uh, I'm sure you've noticed this. And here we're going to get into this, uh, the distinction that I want to make. I'm sure you've noticed that uh, maybe you do a guided meditation and you're sitting there and listening to it and then it comes to the end and you open your eyes and the room looks different. You feel different. You get up and walk around, and for a while, everything's more vivid, calm. And you can definitely say that something's arising in you. It feels like something's arising. Something's there, which we could call awareness, and it's recognized. And so naturally, we can say that uh, practicing the mindfulness is a cause, and the effect is, awareness comes forward. And there's a sense of kind of of a momentum, of a natural knowing that's awake, aware. So let's use these words mindfulness and awareness Sort of like that, you know, that's a start. Mindfulness gives rise to or brings forth awareness. But, uh, you know, there's a sense in which that explanation is only true kind of inside the dream of doership inside the dream of being an agent, an actor, an intentional kind of CEO of the meditation ship, CEO captain of the meditation ship, CEO captain of the, the life ship, the business of life. And uh, obviously, that sense of I'm doing this, whether it's mindfulness or uh, practicing basketball, doing your job, uh, that sense of I'm I'm doing it, I'm making decisions. I should be meditating. You know that side of things uh, is something that arises. It arises and passes away. It's temporary, though. You know, that's why we can't, uh, you know, stick to a plan. Not perfectly. Because the one who's going to stick to the plan is not permanent. So I can't be mindful all the time. nor can you, because the the I or the you can't do that, can't keep it up, because that I or you that's to keep it up is temporary, it arises sometimes in some contexts, in some situations, some moments, but it doesn't stay. It arises and falls, and it's just actually another phenomenon that's known. A sound happens in the distance. A smell hits the nostrils. A sense of, I'm paying attention on purpose, arises. All these things are arising and passing away. So when this sense of, I should be meditating or i'm paying attention or being mindful when it arises you know let's let's go with that it's arisen let's trust in that that uh, we have this sense of of free will of choosing making choices doing something on purpose this arises it's not here all the time it arises and passes away uh It must arise for some reason. Let's trust in that. Let's not question that. Let's not even get into a debate or wonder, do I have free will or do I not have free will? A sense of free will arises and it's temporary. Let's use it. Let's make use of everything. From the standpoint of meditation, we're we're making use of that sense that we can make a choice, that we can pay attention on purpose. Uh, so, so let's do that. And then when we do that, awareness arises, a sense of natural knowing, calm and ease without effort, a kind of a cruising cocoon of knowingness arises, comes forward. Let's play that game, absolutely. But notice that we can see, and here's the important thing, we can see the effort, the efforting, the doing of mindfulness, and we can see the awareness, the sense of awareness, in this sense, arising. We're seeing both. We're seeing cause and effect. So if we can see cause and effect, then something, somehow, that is known, that is seen, and what sees that? When we look in that way, we're leaving the game. Or really, we could say, the game is is being seen through from somewhere else so inside the game of meditation let's certainly use mindfulness to mean intentional and and awareness as this sense that arises but uh, this sense of knowing that naturally kind of comes forward with a momentum of its own It seems like one caused the other. But what if, what if it's just that practicing mindfulness somehow reduces the distraction, reduces the involvement in all the different kinds of sights, taste, touch, smell, and especially thoughts and fantasies and projections that it It seems to kind of reduce that somehow so that what is already here, what's always here, becomes more obvious and that's something different than an effect leading, I mean a cause leading to an effect. It's some kind of activity, mindfulness, somehow seems to undo something. And then what's already there, what's always there, becomes more obvious. And to the mind, very much believing in the first game, the first version, it's always going to be seen it's always going to be believed and it's always going to be thought of as a cause leading to an effect. And uh, that's fine. That's fine for a while. But uh, I don't know about you, but I don't want to work to be free for the rest of my life. I don't want to practice mindfulness every moment. Forever, what kind of freedom is that? <laughs> I meditate because I love it. It's fun. And I don't meditate a lot, like in sitting meditation formally. I don't meditate, you know, in that way so much. Just do it because I love it. And because somehow uh, it feels possible to do it. Something occurs you know, a, a sense of a choice, so I go with it, and then inside of a meditation session, you know, a sense of a choice arises, like, oh, I can really feel the breath now if I wanted to, so, yeah, why not, it feels good, if I'm meditating because I'm really trying to, to fix things, trying to, to get this dream, to get this effect, to get this dream existence of a a doer leading to an effect, if I'm really trying to get that to work out the way I want, that's a huge burden. And it can't be sustained. And I can't keep putting in the effort to be mindful, 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 so that I can keep getting this effect, awareness, awareness, awareness. If that's what this was all about, you know, I wouldn't be talking to you now because I don't want to give you another thing to do, and I was a little bit reticent to use the word, use the title. I should be meditating, but I was kind of being tricky too because I know uh, that this word, this phrase, "I should be meditating," comes comes right out of the mind, comes right out of the thinking mind. That that really, you know, feel feels burdened, feels that they have to do something to fix things. But I kind of mean it secretly, like, if you have a choice, why not? Meditation is awesome. I love it. And uh, you will too, or you do too. So, what is this other sense of awareness? What can we use the word awareness for? Awareness is not a thing. It's what everything arises in. Even if we have a sense of awareness, that sense of awareness, you know, even if we have something that we would call from inside the dream a sense of awareness, that sense of awareness arises in awareness itself. But I could use a different word, I could use in that itself or in this itself. Many other words have been used uh, to point to this. So I would use awareness to, to mean this, this in which everything is arising. The more we start to see, which really means the more that our attention and our thinking mind starts to come over to this side, let's call it. The more this kind of dream game of mindfulness and and a kind of knowing sense arising as an effect, the more that dream game is seen happening inside of something else. That's, That's seeing it all, knowing it all, that's been here all your life. It's just on. The lights are on. Everything that appears, appears in it, appears in in you, even your sense of you, your personality your traits your characteristics your your inner mental attitude everything arises in it in you somehow it seems that practicing meditation being mindful on purpose, it seems to somehow lead to an increasing recognition of this other, this other side to things. But it's not really causing it. It may be said to be uncausing distraction. Sense the the stillness. The quiet. That's arising. Just even kind of talking, winding our way here. Isn't there something about what's here now? That's You know, always been here. Or what is it about what's here now that's always been here? So maybe there's a kind of a a humming sense of calm and ease that, you know, is not always here. But something about what's here has always been here. to you. You've been the witness to your childhood and what's happened after to the different events coming and going. Great, happy states. States where you said, I can't take it anymore. All different states but you were there for it. Something about what's here now is also there then. Even in the most distracted state, there are many such states. Even in a fit of rage, of anger. You're there watching it. We can say that we forget ourselves in that fit of anger or rage. There's a meaning to that. And then we remember ourselves again after it's over. but not really. There's something that can't be forgotten, can't be lost. Even while the rage is happening, you are there. You and awareness are the same. Even mindfulness and the action is seen by you, and the effect of mindfulness is also seen by you, just as anger rage is seen by you, coming back to yourself is seen by you. So yeah, mindfulness and awareness, you know, inside the play of what is seen can be, we can use those words as cause and effect, but uh, let's reserve a space for awareness to mean this other side. that in which this play is arising and passing away in. So a a great opportunity to also use language uh, to point away from this doing toward, let us call it the natural state, or call it awareness. For you as you are. Many other words. But as you can see, the, the point of using words, making distinctions, is to just bring us, bring our attention back home. Well, let's leave it at that for now. I'm so happy that uh, you can be here with me in this. And uh, we'll go back to, to the play again in the next guided meditation. Somehow it seems to help and in any case, it's fun. It's enjoyable. Uh, so let's, uh, let's use our capacity to experience and have uh, meditation be, be one of those experiences. Why not? It's great. It's awesome. So I'll see you for the, for the next game, the next mindfulness exercise the next guided meditation. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Kleeman. For more help with meditation, to connect with other meditators, and deepen your practice, go to ishouldbemeditating.com.